you can get any hot beverage for $1 with the 7-Eleven app. Wait, any hot beverage? Any hot beverage you want for just $1. Even a pumpkin spice latte? <sighs> Even a pumpkin spice latte. But are you judging me because I'm a man who PSLs? Mostly I'm judging you because you're rooting for the other team, but also because you can get any hot beverage at any size for $1 with your 7-Eleven app and you only get a pumpkin spice latte. Hey man, I like what I like. 7-Eleven, be game day ready. Plus tax where applicable, valid at participating locations. Welcome to the Jarjur Brothers Podcast. You are listening to a pre-recorded version of our show, Sound Sports, a daily debate show about sports. And I'm your co-host, Sammy Jarjur. And I'm George Jarjur, and we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sound Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Also, do not forget to tune in to our live Facebook show, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Pacific time. You can tune in at facebook.com slash S-O-N-T live. And I'm glad to be here in Seattle, but stay cool, America. But first, please enjoy our intro music by Jacob West. We know why I know you know we know why you feel in my baseline, feel in my, feel in my baseline, you feel in my baseline, you feel in, you feel in my baseline. Good morning, good morning, and welcome into Sant Live. You are watching That Being Said with George and Sammy Georgeur, your morning sports show, your daily morning sports show, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Good morning. Happy Thursday. Beautiful day today. Um, episode 219. That's big time. I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgeur. And I'm George Georgeur, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Sound Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for watching today, whether it's on Facebook.com slash Live or on our Periscopes. I'm at G. Georgeur. He's at Georgeur Sammy. I'm going to put that actually on the bottom of the screen for you guys. So if you're watching on uh, Facebook, you can always follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat as well at G. Georgeur. We don't really post that much on Snapchat, but uh, you know, if you want to follow our day-to-day lives and we always be watching sports and stuff, so it'll be fun to watch. I don't post anything on Snapchat anymore. So. I posted yesterday for the first time in like a year. Don't follow me on Snapchat. And mine's not George or Sammy on Snapchat. So not. You're not going to find me. Yeah, no, it's not. Wow. Um, but Twitter, Instagram, those are the spots. Good morning. Uh, Keith Overton says, poor Indians, LOL, blowing two leads, blowing leads two years in a row. You know, uh, we were listening to the broadcast yesterday and they were talking about uh, Francona. He's led the Red Sox to a 3-0 comeback, a 3-1 comeback. So he was like the first ever. Remember they were the first ever in baseball to do the 3-0? Yep. They did a – they, um, they had a 3-1 comeback. And then last year he blew, obviously, they blew a 3-1 lead to the Cubs in the World Series. And then this right. year, of course, the 2-0 lead, right, they had? Or no, they were up 2-0, weren't they? They were up 2-0 on the Yankees. Or no, 2-0. 2-0. Yeah, 2-0 against the Yankees. So – Two years in a row. Um, I, I, you know, Cleveland sports. It doesn't shock me. Well, as usual, what do they say? God hates Cleveland. Yeah, except for they did get their championship. Yeah, you know, I, I, I kind of would have felt more bad for them if they hadn't won their championship. Um, you know, I was talking to Dad last night, and he was like, man, all the, that Cleveland, he doesn't know the Cleveland, the Indians, because, you know, the logo is like, Indians, ever since they moved to the United States, they're so close so many times. They're always in the playoffs. They never win. I'm like, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, I was talking about that yesterday too. And I was saying 
they're not really always in the playoffs though. Like during my mid age times, yeah, yeah. the middle of my life, they didn't really they weren't good. Because when I was first born, they were probably making they were making the playoffs a lot in the nineties, weren't they? Yeah, and they made losing. the playoffs. I, I remember. But they like the, the middle of the two thousands, they weren't very good. Yeah. Ninety five they made the playoffs. I think like ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven they were really, really good. And then they had a lull and then it got good again and it just it's unfortunate for them. I mean the way it's just two years in a row, Sammy. I mean, they lost what? Um, three, they had the three-one lead, like you said, last year against the Cubs in the World Series, and it's not just that. I mean, the whole entire country seemed like they were pulling for the Cubs, and now this year the Indians are that team that was, oh, they haven't won since the 1950s or 1960s, and everyone's rooting for them, and now I guess that's the next team people are going to be watching for, like, oh yeah, this team hasn't won in X amount of years, so good. It, but I, overall, I think it's good for baseball to have the Yankees. I mean, now we have the three. If the Cubs win tonight, let's say, or even the Nationals, that you have the three biggest TV markets in the country going at it. With New York being in, in the ALCS, you have on the other side the Dodgers in the AL, NLCS. And if the Cubs win tonight, the, Chicago's the third largest city in the United States. They'd be in the uh, ALCS as well, or NLCS as well. And if not, you have the nation's capital and uh, the Nationals, which is also a very big city. So overall, I mean, baseball's broadcast partners are probably very happy with all these results coming out of baseball right now. And it's just good for the game that you have these big, big, big markets being on top. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day now, I think if I'm rooting for anything, I'm rooting for a Yankees-Dodgers World Series. Um I think it'd be good either actually any of the three teams left in the NL, like you were saying, yeah. would be a great opportunity for any TV broadcaster. And it'd be good for ratings for baseball. I mean, whether it's the Nationals, Cubs, or Dodgers that come out of the NL, if it's playing against the Yankees, that's going to be a big-time series. If it's You're playing so against right. Houston, I guess the worst-case scenario... A, but Houston's a big city, yes, but it's, it's not, not a national market. team. Yeah, exactly. The The... I, what I was going to say. I was going to say something, but I don't even know what it is anymore. Say against Houston. Oh, the worst thing possible for yeah. broadcasters would be Nationals versus Houston right now. But yeah. that's still not a bad situation like compared to if it ended up being the Rockies versus the Indians. Yeah, or you know? Rockies and uh, yeah, Indians, I guess, yeah, that was, was a good example. There, but at least the Indians have like a storyline. I mean, they've been like the Rockies versus the Twins. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Same thing. But um, at the end of the day, I feel like, look, I'm rooting. Uh, I mean, I know we have uh, some fans here that watch us all the time, and I'm, I'm going to offend you right now. But uh, I'm rooting hard against the Astros because if the Astros make the World Series, Sammy, our, our Seattle Mariners will be left as the only team in the whole entire major leagues to never make the World Series. So I, I don't know if uh, I really want to have that distinction. Yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for the Astros. I don't really care. I think it'd be kind of cool for the Mariners to be the last team to never make the World Series. At least we're first in something, right? Yeah. At that point. Well, I mean, like, it's uh, for me, actually, I, I'm being genuine when I say that. Like, I would really like them to be the last team not to make it because I think that would even add more to if when the Mariners do make it one day. I don't know if it's going to be when I'm 80 years old or when I'm, you know, 35, whatever, whenever or, it comes. Or ever. Or ever, but they'll make it eventually. But... When when that happens, I think it'd be cool to be like the last team checked off that list. Yeah. Um, and I'm just rooting for the Astros in general. I think they have a cool young core. Um, I think 
for viewing purposes, uh, for viewing purposes of the nation, obviously Yankees Dodgers is the best option or Yankees Cubs kind of both would be good options. I think, um, but for my preference, I think I, I would go for Astros Dodgers right now. Um, Two teams with a lot, a lot of young, really good players, and I think it would just be an exciting series. You got a lot of young talent on the Dodgers, and of course, on the other side, you have a lot of a lot of great young talent on the Astros. I think it'd be a good, um, you know, good, a good, good coming up of the game yeah, for a different generation. Young, young names and young yeah. new faces. Of we'll be seeing the Altuve's, the George Springers, and and all those guys on the Astros against Corey Seager and and the Bellingers mm-hmm. and and you know, Justin Turner's and everything. It's, it's a kind of something different than what we've seen before. Um, but at the end of the day, of course, like we said, it's best for baseball if it's Yankees Dodgers, but I'm really at the end of the day, I've said this from the beginning, I'm rooting for the Dodgers. Yeah. I mean, should we, should we stick to this MLB topic for a few minutes here? I'm going to put that back. I'm going to put that on the screen instead of our football. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm rooting for the Dodgers as well, just because, you know, we went to Dodger Stadium one time together, I guess. I mean, it's kind of the, the worst reason ever to just... Yeah, I don't know. I've been there multiple times. So. I've only been there once, so... And I know you're rooting for them, so it'll be fun to watch. I, actually, overall, I'm probably rooting for the Yankees to win the World Series. I just like the Yankee brand and the Yankee team, but this, especially this Yankees team. Um, but... If the Dodgers win, I'll be happy. I, I don't know. It's just been a good baseball playoffs. And I want to apologize. I want to make an apology right now, Sammy. Go for it. I want to apologize to Steven Strasburg for calling him a bitch yesterday. I tried to stop you. And I want to... No, no. He's still... Like, you. He was. if the game didn't get rained out, he wasn't going to pitch. Uh, he, he had to get a note from his doctor to actually pitch. But I'm joking at that. But what a performance. I mean, the guy... Has been ridiculed a lot. I mean, you remember in 2012, he they, the Nationals made the playoffs, and he decided not to pitch because he was over his inning limit for the season. He's had a lot of situations where the guy has not really shown up in big moments, or kind of, I would want to say, was reluctant to be the man to step up and say, "Give me the fucking baseball. I'm gonna go out there and go seven, eight innings and shut down a team." But that was a moment, I mean, if, if the Nationals go on to win this series and go on farther in the playoffs or in the future, this will be a moment remembered. That was probably the best moment in Nationals baseball history. And they haven't been around for that long. But, you know, in their 10 years of existence now, that was probably the biggest moment in Nationals baseball history. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I, I there's nothing else to be bigger. It's like us. Like if the Mariners made the playoffs, it's one of the biggest moments. I know they've had right, right, absolutely. Like it'd be the biggest moment in twenty yeah, the twenty biggest, years. The, the biggest moment in Mariners baseball history is Ken Griffey Jr. scoring from first base on Edgar Martinez's double in the first round of the playoffs. Well, I mean, you it, know, what I mean, like at this still, point, at this point, making the playoffs after a sixteen-year drought might be even bigger than that hit. Like at at this point, a team that. Goes almost twenty years without making the playoffs. Same, Just know. making a berth right now would be to the playoffs would be probably the biggest thing in that franchise history. The thing about Strasburg that bothers me though is, it, like you're saying, oh, he hasn't been this guy to step up and this and whatever. Yeah, I guess it's, it was good for him, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But once again, it was one game, right? And as much as he was supposed to be this 
he was supposed to be the next like Nolan Ryan or, and Pedro right. Martinez, like Felix Hernandez type of right. talent, right? Do you know how old Steven Strasburg is? I'm gonna guess he's about thirty now. Yeah, he's twenty nine. He's coming on thirty. And I mean, you look at other pitchers, right? Mm-hmm. You look at a guy like Felix Hernandez for the Mariners. He's had like a ten year dominant stretch and now he's in his early thirties and yeah. he's starting to wear out, right? Mm-hmm. Strasburg, I feel like he was supposed to be that guy, but we still haven't seen him have that Cy Young year or he never he's never stayed healthy long enough and never really had that assurgence of like oh my god he's the best pitcher and mm-hmm. he you hasn't know, been he hasn't been utterly a dominant force no. in baseball the way he was touted to be I yeah think. i mean we've had other pitchers come into the playoffs and have performances better than his but those like that names that weren't as big as him look at guys like i know he's had the bad two last games but Corey kubler's yeah. last year you know he's a Cy Young type of guy, and then he comes into the playoffs and pitches well in the playoffs and still dominates. I, I just I'm a little disappointed with how Strasburg's career has gone as a whole from what we were supposed to see because we were supposed to see like oh this is the next you know the next big thing, but that's the nature of baseball. Kind of baseball, I know it's not related in any way with football's like physicality, but they have the like pitching prospects have a lot of the same problems of like. Uh, you were talking about yesterday with marketability of football players where there's so many different it- injuries that can happen to a pitcher from the neck down it's that so, yeah, it's they just, can, their career can go sideways in a matter of minutes. Yeah, I mean, one pitch can end a pitcher's career. Exactly. One one throw. and But, yeah, I mean, you got to give it to Strasburg yesterday. And, you know, one of the t- reasons in Nationals, even though they're not the biggest – name in baseball which would it would still be good for baseball for them to move on and be well is they have those big names they have bryce harper they have ryan zimmerman they have steven strasburg they're they're a team filled with big names and i mean david murphy david as murphy. well i i the, but their big names aren't it's not to the magnitude of like the cubs or the dodgers well i mean they're Bryce Harper is the, probably the biggest. Yes, the but then you go to you go to a team like the Dodgers that have a stacked lineup of five, six young guys that people really True. like. No, no, absolutely, um, no, I agree with you. And maybe the most dominant pitcher in all of baseball. Yeah, I mean, and Clayton Kershaw has finally showed it in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. he's had so many problems that another guy who's just not lived up to the his name in the playoffs is Stephen uh, Clayton Kershaw. He's lived up enough though. Not not in the playoffs. I mean, he he hasn't had that bad performance in playoffs. We just he the the problem with him is people want to act like he has bad games in the playoffs when really what happens is he finishes a year with a under two ERA and then gives up three runs in a playoff game and acts like it was a bad game and that's it's not a bad game. It yeah. was like okay, he gave him a few runs, you know. But that's where how I see it with Kershaw. I mean, I don't think he's. It's not like he's he. What are they called? The yips. Yeah, no, oh, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like he's at the yips and was like he's been no, just terrible no, no, in the no, playoffs. No. He just throws it into the dirt and like no, he gives you quality. He still gives you quality starts. Yeah, he was quality <laughs> starts, but he hadn't had that dominant playoff performance. And he did, he looked great in uh, game one for the Dodgers. And I think, um, yeah, I, I, big man, baseball. Okay, what's the best case for scenario for baseball? Everyone is rooting for a Yankees Dodgers World, World Series, correct? Mm-hmm. I mean the broadcast partners, but. Another big win for baseball would be for the Nationals to get there, and they can finally market like that super duper star in baseball in Bryce Harper. 
I mean, those are the two best scenarios, in my opinion. Since the Cubs, the Cubs last year were, were such a big deal because they hadn't won a World Series in X amount of years. But now, since they won their World Series, I don't think the the appeal of having the Dodgers in the World Series is as large as it was the year before. Yeah. You mean the Cubs, not the Dodgers? The Cubs, sorry. Yeah. I mean... It's still big. I don't know. I think uh, a back-to-back for Cubs would also maybe generate as much love. That's one thing that... I mean, the way I see it personally... I might be more intrigued by the fact that the Cubs are going for a back-to-back than watching the Nationals and Astros. Fair enough. Because it's like, oh, okay. Like, it'd be cool if Bryce Harper gets one. But in baseball, it's not about, like, did you get the ring? Yeah. You know, for the player. Like, I'll never look down upon Mike Trout if he doesn't get a World Series ring. Right? Right. Like, I mean, Felix Hernandez hasn't even made the playoffs. So you can't blame it on him. Um <laughs> I mean, also, I looked Barry up Bonds, Kershaw. Ken Griffey Jr. Digging deeper, Kershaw has started 14 games in postseason. And um, he has 10 quality starts. Yeah, but he has had, I said he has had that dominant performance. Okay, but 14, 10 out of 14 is good. That's, that was my point, though. People, people say he's like, you know what I meant. No, I knew what you meant. And, but, yeah, I was just saying he hasn't had that, you know, that uh, signature start. Yeah. Um, it's hard to have that signature start. I mean, unless it's happening in the AL, in the NLCS or the and you go nine eight innings and give up only one run, and it's a pitcher's duel. Like, what is that? Like, what defines the essence of a memorable start? Well, that's my thing. I, for me, it's like quality starts as good as you can ask for from a pitcher, especially right. after. Tyler Brightman made a good comment here. I just yeah, saw it coming through. I, I, said, all they do is pitch him four times in a seven-game series. They'll literally, I think last year there was a series where he pitched like game one, game three, relieved in game four, and then like pitched game seven yeah. or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, oh my is, God. Is that really that great? I mean, Okay, look at Madison Bumgarner. Remember that uh, World Series he had? Who, who did they play that World Series? I, that was 14, wasn't it? Or that was 16. It was 14. They won 10, 12, and... 14. Yeah, yeah. Okay. it was 14. And he pitched, like, I think game one, game four, and then came in relief in, like, game six and started game six. I forget some crazy. I know he didn't do that, but some crazy stuff. And he hasn't been the same since. Like, sometimes, like, like you were saying, it can go really bad for a pitcher. if You, just, you can really burn out a pitcher's arm. He, um, yeah, look see. up the 2014 Madison Bungardner World Series stats. He... He won the MVP. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I hope so. He was 25. Um, he closed game seven. That That's what it was. Yeah. That was so interesting. Madison Bumgarner. He, each of the four men above started. Blah, 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 blah. Bumgarner started just two and completed just one game in the World Series. But um, among pitchers with 20 or more innings pitched in a single World Series, four, Mathewson in 05, Waite, Hoyt in... 1920 and Carl something in 1993 had a zero ERA. Sandy Koufax in 65 had a 3.8 ERA. Bumgarner had a 0.43. Um, 20 innings, whatever, right? And then he also closed out game seven. Jesus Christ. Took out the save. But then again, that kind of goes back to what Tyler was talking about, though. Like with Kershaw, Mm -hmm. we're talking they would pitch him like, Five times. <laughs> Four times in a seven-game series. Um, all right. Let me go through some of these comments. Let's go through them. I see we have a ton of them. 
All right. Uh, Queen Kiara Clark says, good morning. And she said, and Omar said, no Indians versus Dodgers. Astros are the real deal. They are, definitely. And it's no Indians versus Dodgers. I was a little bummed. I thought it was going to be that. But, yeah. I, well, I guess I was wrong. I thought both their hot streaks would be, like, not fault them. But I think maybe the Indians' hot streak has kind of come to a halt. Because, you know, it's hard to win 22 games and then kind of stay hot after you lose Very hard. Um, Queen Kiera said, fortunate for the New York Yankees. Baseball is exciting again, like the 1990s. Yeah, I'm old enough to remember. Um, yeah, I, 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 I think it's fun right now. We have so many major market teams that big, big, big. big yeah, markets. I mean, what what could be better right now? Who else? Who else is the, the better? The only better option right now would be if you flipped. Sorry, Omar. Houston with Boston, and it was Yankees. Boston. Yankees, Boston, and then and then if you had the Yankees and Mets, or no, but Cubs and Nationals. Those are pretty big too. If you had Yankees and Mets can't play, oh, you're right. I know, I know. <laughs> but if you had Yankees and Mets World Series, I guess that'd be the best. No, because you've been no. you want to get the LA market. Yeah, yeah. The Yankees Dodgers is one of the best options ever for a World Series. Exactly. Omar said, "Come on, Sammy." Tyler said, "Yankees, woo." Yeah, he loves his New York teams. Omar said, "I forgot why you don't want the Astros to win, George." Exactly. That's exactly why. What? I, I, said I forgot why. No, no, I know, but that, that uh, you made that comment during the time I was talking about the Mariners. Omar said it would be Dodgers versus Astros. This would be teams to beat the next five years. That is true, though. Those are the teams to beat for for the long haul right now. Even and the Cubs. I mean, you get with. I mean, with Bryant and Rizzo, and they got a and Baez. They have a young core nice right now. Young core. I like the Cubs. Queen Kier said, "Remember which." Remember being stuck in the airport for four hours with my twin because the immigration guy was too busy watching the Yankees games. LOL. That's funny, actually. <laughs> yeah, like Yankee. Sa- that sounds like a Seinfeld episode. Uh, probably, it kind of does, actually. It, my thing is, that's what's cool right now about baseball. You have fan bases like Chicago mm-hmm. and New York, especially those two. Care. Those two specifically. Yeah. I mean, the Nationals, I, I'm sure they care, but they don't have that history. Neither do the Astros. We're talking the Yankees and the... Cubs have these like fan bases that and the Dodgers, man. Dodgers fans. Yeah, sorry, I forgot about that. The Dodgers too. I just keep forgetting because they're like they've they they're already in the next round. Exactly. You know, they're kind of been forgotten this week. But these are fan bases that actually like you know, you have kids that are born to love this team and like ninety five year old probably like grandpas that are hoping for for them to win. Exactly. Sammy Michael said, good morning, boys. I honestly think that the Mariners will sadly never make it, especially our generation, because they've tried everything, getting new pictures, big bats, new managers. Nothing's worked. They're like the Cleveland Browns of baseball. Yeah. Honestly, I thought by now we'd be in the playoffs. Sammy, this could be the worst organization in the history of baseball. Look at – okay, so the, the Mariners came into baseball in 1977, I believe. We're in our 40 – this was our 41st year, I think, or 40, 40th. I think it might have been our 40th. Okay, so from 1977 to 1995 – Zero playoff appearances. And then they had a few of them from 95 to 2001. And since 2001, zero playoff appearances. That is, like, goddamn awful. Yeah, it's horrible. And to top it off, they've had probably the generation's best pitcher in Randy Johnson, the generation's best outfielder in Ken Griffey Jr., and the generation's best infielder in Alex Rodriguez. And the best international player outside of, like, Dominican Republic, from Japan in Ichiro, who broke the hits record. And he still can't do it. I feel like Shenanigans might be one of the best Venezuelan players of all time. 
Well, he's, he has the most wins out of any Venezuelan pitcher in history of baseball. There you go. Um, yeah. And here we are again. Yeah. Not not sorry, making it. Sorry, man. Yeah, we, we had a very nice Thursday morning until I just went through that. No, they're, it's going to be tough to watch these Mariners again. I thought this it's, year. Every year I'm like, oh, this is the year. Because they, they, they do their best to like cancel well, they they have a they have a good roster. I mean, it's just it's always built with specific players that get hurt often, which is a problem. I mean, I think I saw some weird stat. I, I told you about this, but we've had what twenty six starting pitchers this season, yeah, or twenty something starting pitchers, different ones. Um, and just think about that, vote. Think about that number. Yeah, but that's not even the number that blew my mind. It was that was there was like a thousand and one hundred days of pitchers. If you like take each pitcher, how many days mm-hmm. were on the DL starting pitchers? And I was just like, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, how else, like how is the team supposed to how is the team supposed to survive at this rate? Um, Omar said Astros will win against the Yanks in five games. Altuve the MVP. I think it will last longer than five games. I think it's gonna go. I think it's, we're gonna have two series that are gonna go seven games. I, ha- I have a feeling we're gonna have a nice little renaissance in baseball this year. Yeah, I mean, it seems like more people are interested this year. Yeah, and, and by the way, for all of you watching, this is the best month of the year, in my opinion, for sports. You got NFL playoffs, NFL, uh, NFL, NFL, NFL regular season, college football, MLB playoffs, and the NBA starting all in October. Uh, this year, the NBA LeBron James is starting earlier. LeBron James is back. I'm going to have to listen to Sammy's praise in my rightful praise of his how good he is no it, it, he is he's fantastic he's the best uh player in the league by by far and he's really really good but like it, it's almost as disgusting as my praise for tom brady yeah I, I would i would say it's more but except for <laughs> i don't say ridiculous things like he's the best player in the nba by far because he's not the best i mean that was your that's your quote he's not the best nba player by far I well, mean, I mean, not anymore. Undoubtedly, he's the best player in NBA. Yes, but it's, he's not by far the okay, best player anymore. Okay, what I meant, like, there's no, I don't think. You, no, no, somebody argument. can make an argument to me that Durant's better than him right now. You can make the argument. I'm not gonna yeah. believe it, but you can make you the can argument. Make argument. True, but I just think he's like three years ago, you couldn't make the argument. True, that Curry was like better than him. Like you could say, like he's more exciting right now, right. but not better. Queen Kiera says, even my college freshman was a huge. Yankees fan, he used to dismiss us early and give us extra credit to go watch the game. <laughs> LOL, hashtag chemistry professor. I like that. That's actually pretty cool. I wish I had a professor like that. I know. Like, oh, go watch the game. I used to say in college, like, with my phone under my, uh, under my desk. Watch the, watch the game. Education games. well spent. Queen Kira said, old, but old guys play baseball unlike other sports. Well, what? Pitching, pitcher, pitchers, pitcher, yeah. yeah. Well, some. It depends on what type of pitcher. Like a Greg Maddox, who was a change-up and slow-ball pitcher. I'll give you a good example. Bartolo Colon is 42, still pitching. Also, part of it has to do with luck. If you're lucky not to ever get hurt as a pitcher, you can survive. But you look at most pitchers, once they start hitting the 30s and they have injuries, it's really hard to recover. Exactly. But any other position, you can be good at 39 sometimes. That's why I say old. Um, Tyler said Max Scherzer is going to close out the Cubs. Uh, That's what I feel like today, too. I don't know. I feel like the Cubs have just the magic in them. All right. I see it. Sam Michael says, agree on Strasburg, but look 
at the guy behind him, Ackley. He's making sandwiches with me now. Nowhere near the league anymore. <laughs> Is he making sandwiches now? I don't know. But Dustin <laughs> Ackley was like, you know what the problem with Dustin? A- okay, no one gives a shit about Dustin Ackley other than me, you, and Sammy Michael in this conversation, probably listening right now. I saw Josh Bradburn was in earlier. He's not there anymore. But um, here's the thing with J- Dustin Ackley. I remember like, oh, yeah, Dustin Ackley is going to be so good. And then he came up to bat. I'm like, that's the Dustin Ackley. That's the second pick of a draft. He looked small and like like a slapstick hitter. Just not good. Just didn't look good. Uh, same record. So my point is it's hard to be even great, even drafts at top five, especially in baseball. Especially in baseball. Baseball, like just because you got a top five pick doesn't mean you're going to even get a productive player. You might even get a player that makes it to the league. I mean, NBA, you know you're at least going to like – play around with this guy for a year or two baseball you might not even see the guy exactly um tyler brightman said yeah and all the dodgers do is pitch kershaw for yeah we read that one he said defending champs is always good for sports royals it's a good point that's see that's why point. defending champs i think the cubs would be great i mean you look at the nba you have lebron going to the final seven straight times that hasn't i think that's only boosted the the, the viewing the, the viewership. viewership yeah absolutely yeah. well Familiar, familiarly, wow. Familiarity. Yeah, is is like a really nice feeling for fans. Like people like to see things they're familiar with. Inconsistency from teams. Yeah. Tyler Horton said Kershaw's three, 4.63 ERA in the postseason is not good enough for this guy. See, I, I disagree. Because if you go through, he, 10 out of his 14 starts are quality starts. Those four starts, yes, he's had some, I think he had like a five earned run game, a six and a six and a something else right when you have a i mean if you're gonna tell me i have a starting pitcher who's gonna give me 30 quality starts during the regular season or 25 quality starts in the regular season mm-hmm. with under a three or with like a 2.5 era and then in the postseason if i put him out there 14 times he's gonna have four like not horrible games but just not, not good games in 10 quality games I'd say this pitcher is pretty damn good. Yes, but like uh, to go off Tyler's point, for him, like his numbers in the postseason have not been as good as his numbers in the regular season. Okay, yes, but also I think to Tyler like Brightman's point, not Tyler Horton's point, with with the whole fact that how much they pitch him in the postseason plus how much he pitches through the regular season that's great we can look at guys that don't pitch in the postseason and say well like oh he had a good season yeah. you don't see what it what happens now when you throw them into multiple games in the playoffs like you were saying especially with like a bone garner he was 25 years old after that world series he's not as dominant as he was now no. i mean in can you blame kershaw for how much innings he's been had on him and i think Regardless, the fact that he's still out there and still throws up quality games now, today, after multiple years, after 14, there's not a lot of pitchers that even have 14 starts in playoffs. I think Felix would kill for one start right now. Yeah, but he that doesn't mean he's going to do well. He can't even pitch right. a five-inning game right now. And so I, I'm not too bothered by his ERA there. And I, I guess if, if, this, if we're talking this is his ERA through, like, seasons after seasons that's where it'd be like okay he's not that good of a pitcher but for what he does in the postseason and the regular season combined i think it i think it's good enough i mean they've obviously they've they've obviously been a successful team with that even so i'm not too bothered by his era i think you could there could be a lot worse collapses and i mean 
10 out of 14 quality starts in my eyes. That's what a team looks for. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I, I'd rather look at it in the individual game aspect. Like, if I go game by game, like, you know, a guy who's going regular season being completely dominant, he, if his playoff hasn't reflected that, I would say, okay, maybe the guy's taking a step down. But you forget, like, I think it was last year or the season before he came in, closed out a game. So he's had some moments. But I think this, it, he just hasn't had that signature start that you remember, like, that's going to echo through baseball history. Who has signature starts that, that echo through baseball history? Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling, Pedro Martinez. Don't say Madison what's his Gardner. Don't say what's his name. Like, Strasburg. What, okay, he had a great. Yesterday was he one had a of game them. four win. Right. But, the, but, but <laughs> so I mean, has Kershaw. But, but, but Kershaw hasn't had that dominant performance yet in the playoffs that would make you remember, like, Oh yeah, that was a Clayton Kershaw game. That's all. Like LeBron James. Like if LeBron James didn't have a huge, like signature playoff moment, he has. I mean, if he hasn't had it, you say he wouldn't. He have. can't compare baseball and and uh, like like baseball and basketball is the hardest to ever compare when it comes to like playoff right, performances. Right. I mean, he just hasn't had that dominant. Base. He hasn't had that dominant Clayton Kershaw where you say, oh yeah, that that was the Clayton Kershaw moment. That's yeah, I mean, I just strongly, strongly disagree with that when it comes to pitchers. Okay, name his. Uh, no, that's not about. I just think that's a. a we don't have to keep talking about this. I, I yeah. disagree with you. I disagree with you. I think it's oh. a mute point to talk about not having a dominant, picturesque moment in the playoffs for a pitcher who's given you ten out of fourteen quality starts, right. which I Fair think enough. is more than any team in the world would ask for. Any team in the world would take Kershaw to give him ten out of fourteen quality starts. The fact that he's even played fourteen playoff games is amazing in my in my eyes. Fair enough. And Omar said Chris Sale had a good season for the Red Sox, but was too fatigued in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean that's another that it that's kind of what happens to everybody now in the playoffs. It's anyways, it's hard to see. There's not many pitchers that have extremely dominant seasons, and then you see them have extremely dominant playoff performances. Yeah, I'm just like, but just to to know, keep get, talking about it. Yeah, right. no, no, I just wanna, <laughs> just just want to make my point that. If you, you just Google Clayton Kershaw and type in postseason, the first thing that comes up is struggles. Yeah, if it, like, like you Google LeBron James postseason, people say he's a choker. And he's not. Right, but I mean, <laughs> six days ago, CBS Sports had an article, a look at Clayton Kershaw's perceived playoff struggles. It's perceived. So it goes back to your point. It's perceived. The perception, though, sometimes is reality in the eyes of fans. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't give a shit what the perception of the eyes of fans are. I'm saying you... To have 14 starts, 10 are quality, you're an extremely high, extreme, extreme in the postseason high-end pitcher if you've had 10 out of 14 quality starts. I mean, you look at a guy like CeCe Sabathia, great. Nine strikeouts and four and a third yesterday. It's not a quality start. He's only went four and a third. I mean, right. it's like that. But it was a picturesque moment for him. The whole game was, oh, my God, CeCe Sabathia is back in Cleveland. We've never seen, we haven't seen him pitch like this in years and this and that. And then it's like, and then he gives up four straight uh, one-out singles yeah, and he's I, out of the game. Like, I'll take Kershaw having 10 quality starts and closing out a game uh, over any of those. Uh, I'll take that over a one good game from uh, Strasburg. Fair enough. Same, Michael said, I honestly think baseball is also getting a boost because football is done with what's going on there. Yeah, actually, I do think that has a role to play in it. There are a lot of people that... It's not that people are done with football, but first of all, I think the quality of football this year has been a little on and off. 
just like the quality of games have been, there's been some good weekends and some just weekends where you're like, there's not that much excitement going on. Um, and baseball, I don't know. Baseball is a lot during the week. So when there's nothing else to watch, it's a, in the big market teams, it makes it a big, it's a big boost for baseball that they have big market teams and during times that, um, the fact that they have it during times that there's no other sports being played. Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a hard one to really get my fingers around because we all in this country, I mean, not all, but a lot of people in this country just love, love football. And the quality of football this year hasn't been, like you said, up to the standards that people expect it to be. And that's because, in my opinion, and this is way too long of an answer, sorry for that, but they've really put an emphasis on player safety, which is very important, and that's given us less two-a-days in training camp. That's given us less practice time, less hitting time. So you see that quality reflected on the field because the players aren't getting as much time to hone their craft, hit as much. The offensive lines don't get to play together as much or practice together as much, so you just don't get that good of quality of football unless you practice. Yeah, um, I mean, uh, yeah, I'll agree with that. I guess that I think that's part of the big reason, but it's not the only reason. But it, it, it I mean, it's part of it. Yeah, and I mean, a lot. I, that okay. Yeah, I'm just gonna agree with that. Um, Todd Bryman said LeBron greatest American. Um, I still have, I have Tom Brady as the greatest American actually, but um, yeah, and our 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 dad Tony Jarjour was watching on Periscope mm-hmm. and on my Periscope commented, yes, it's not even close. LeBron is the best player. So thank you, Dad. Wow. Tony agrees. And that's a guy who does not really necessarily love LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, William King says, KD is the best player in the NBA today. George, take a shot at that from a non-LeBron obsessor. Okay, so I, I'm not a LeBron obsessor. I'm a, I'd say I'm almost a LeBron critic sometimes because I see the – how great he is that sometimes I just wish he'd be a little greater, a little bit, not much. But if you had to build a team for one season today, you hundred percent take LeBron James in my opinion every time. It's he not for like the next ten years because no, but he's the best basketball player in the world. I mean, like I'm sorry, you throw in KD in his situation. You replace LeBron James with any single human being mm-hmm. on an NBA court, the team's better. Yeah. Replace him with Curry, that team's better. You replace him with KD, that team's better. You replace him with James Harden, team's better. If you throw Kevin Durant on the, I'm just, just think of a team, on the Hornets. The Charlotte The Hornets. Nets. Okay, the Nets. They're, they'll make the playoffs as a six, probably fifth or fourth seed. If you throw LeBron James on the net, I, I, I'd bet on them to make the NBA Finals. Yes. He's by far, you're right, he is by far yeah. the best player. I mean, there's arguments, but he's by far the best player. Um, Omar said, Yankees strike out much. They cannot put an, up a, enough runs against the Astros. <laughs> Dodgers versus Astros is a series to watch. We'll have the fans wanting more. Agreed. Chris Sale, we read that. Queen Kier said, hashtag fool's ball, men jumping on men. Do you not like football? 
That's oh, I, mean. I get it. Fools. Right. Yeah. William King says hashtag basketball. LOL. <laughs> I like this. Everyone get on that hashtag game. Um, I'm a big fan of his hashtag game. Me too. And Rexheim said LeBron greater than, aka greater than everything. Yeah. I mean, like. I mean, he's in basketball right now. Yeah. Who who would I rather watch? I I enjoy watching Steph Curry more than I enjoy watching LeBron James. I enjoy watching Kevin Durant's game more than I watch LeBron James. But who's better? LeBron James. Yeah, LeBron James better. I, and I don't care about his age or anything. We're talking about right now. Mm-hmm. Like in two well, years. Oh, in two years, maybe not. Yeah, but right now and for the last Six, nine. Seven, eight, nine. Nine <laughs> years. Nine years, 2008, 2009 range. So like seven to eight right, yeah. years. He's been the best player in the NBA. He, I think like Kobe and Duncan had like a year right there somewhere before it like flipped over to yeah. LeBron. There was a couple years stretch where Kobe was the best or Duncan. Yes. Uh, Queen Kier said, Cam Newton says women shouldn't talk about routes. LOL. Whatever that is. <laughs> With the winking faces. Uh, we'll, we'll get to Cam Newton in the Panthers game after these comments. But uh, my thing with Cam Newton saying that is it makes no sense. Like, you, like I don't think he meant it that way. Me either. I, I don't think he meant it that way. But at the end of the day, then. Because he didn't say women shouldn't be talking about routes. He said, I think it's funny hearing women talk about routes. How I would have said that. The way I perceived it, at least. Now I understand how other people are perceiving it. But the way I first perceived it was that he was like. It's crazy. It's crazy how far we've come where women are asking questions about routes. Because that's not offensive. That's like we've advanced to the point where women are asking about routes. Exactly. But he said it's funny. Yeah, we'll so, get to that. So, like, does that mean comedic? Because if so, then it's offensive. Um, William King said, if I had to build a uh, team today, I'm building a team around Katie. You can put Katie in LeBron's spot and the team will be better. No, 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 no. If you put LeBron, if you flopped LeBron and Katie right now, Cavs to Warriors, yep. Warriors are sweeping them. They, You're not even guaranteed that the Cavs are going to the finals. No, absolutely not. You can't guarantee it now either. As long, but they're by George is sold on Boston. No, 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 no. Strong core of Gordon Hayward, Kyrie Irving, and uh, a guy we've never seen before. My pick. I think that the uh, Cavs are better now than them, but I I wouldn't guarantee it. But I'm putting a heavy favorite, heavy, heavy favorite. But you flip LeBron and KD right now. It's not even close. I think no. But I think in two years, it's going to be different. Um. Queen Kier said, like I said on Sports Illustrated show, LeBron is old. Uh, and he said, my Nets, she said, no, my Nets, no way. No crybaby LeBron in Brooklyn. Hashtag b-ball. I, I, he, you would want him in Brooklyn. If he showed up in Brooklyn, you would be happy. Trust and me. and I, Queen Kira, we missed you on this show. I love yeah. the hashtags. I, I told her that the first time she commented. Hashtag city. She said, no, hashtag LeBron dick riders. <laughs> I like that. Hashtag LeBron dick riders. And she said, no, no, Bron, Bron in Brooklyn. You would, I guarantee, if LeBron showed up in Brooklyn, you'd buy a LeBron James jersey. Brooklyn can, stand up. Yeah, you, you don't admit it now, but you would. William King said, look at, a, look at across the board stats, outside shooting, free throws, etc. It's not just about that. First of all, outside shooting, LeBron's actually vastly improved. And free throws, I'll live with KD being a better free throw shooter. The all-around impact on his game, I mean, LeBron's a better... Rebounder, better all-around team defender. Like from yeah. from, 
Yeah, but position defense, to position. His defensive efficiency did dip a That's little bit. That's a personal choice, I think, by him, though. Like, it was more of a, like, I think he's becoming more of the pick his spots guy. Yeah, well, you kind of have to at his age. Yeah, and just all-around impact on a team. LeBron's a better basketball player still for another year or two. Yeah, and I don't think KD was is going to overtake him as the best player in the league. I think it would be someone else. Think, yeah. Because KD is not like that young, young either. Yeah. Everyone wants to act like LeBron's that old. I mean, he's only three years older than KD, right? Yeah, exactly. KD's like 29. LeBron's 33. I know. And Curry's 29. Yeah. Which people William forget. King said, stop, stop, stop it. Think about this. Before KD went to the most dominating team in the history of the NBA. Can I stop yeah. you for one moment? I think uh, <laughs> you're going to be like, we we got, and we have a big NBA season coming up. So next week, Monday and Tuesday, we got to preview it for for all our fans over here. So tell them to tune in. Tune in Monday and Tuesday to preview NBA next week. Yeah. Anyways, before KD t- went to the most dominating team in the history of the NBA, in the history mm-hmm. of the NBA, he hadn't made the finals in six years, five years. Right. And with one of another top 10 players in the NBA. And you want to tell me that he's better than LeBron James. Like just comprehend that when people comprehend, if they, if feel like if you sit there and comprehend the fact that well, KD, no, 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 that, I'm sorry, that's not a fair argument. He's talking about this right now. You can't tell me what happened six years for the last six years. I think he's talking about his arguments today. Too, yeah. Today, I, I right now, you. if KD was on the thunder, with Russell Westbrook, they would not be Golden State, and the only team with a chance to be Golden State would be who? Cleveland. Cleveland. So I, I agree with you. But I'm just I saying, mean, like, but I just th- don't want to say like, oh, for six years he did this, this, and this because I think he's we're talking. No, no, because it is for six. Talking about today. yes, but regardless of today or tomorrow or whatever, right? He like a guy who had to go to the best team, of, and I'm not against his move anymore. Like I've, I've, I'm just saying in the sense of his legacy. He had to go to the best team of all time, most dominating team in the history of the National Basketball Association. That's what NBA to to win a championship. He technically, in like it just, I think that itself, the fact that for those five years he couldn't even get over that hump until this. That was my point with that, George. Okay, he could. He wasn't regarded as the best player in the NBA until he went to the best team ever. But I don't think most to, people still don't regard him as the best player in the NBA. I hope not. Yeah, he's not the best player in the NBA. Uh, it, it's just, it's not, to me, it's not even, it shouldn't even be a discussion. Um, Where are we at, G? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to pull up the comments. Where, where are we? No, Bron Bron in Brooklyn. Uh, Omar. No, William King. I don't know. We got so many comments. Omar said, would, I mean, we were at the end of them. Were we? Yeah. Omar said, would LeBron have went to seven straight finals if he was in the West? No. No. But would KD have gone to seven straight finals if he was in the East? Absolutely not. That's fair. fair. So that, if people want to compare, like. I don't know. But how about if it was Russell Westbrook and KD? Let's say Oklahoma City was in the East. I mean, it's a fun game to play for the last seven years. But, yeah, but okay, fun. even against those Heat teams, they didn't beat the Heat team. So yeah, if, LeBron would be in the West. No, that, that no, I'm just saying. That but, Heat team from the West probably probably would have got to the finals. Four years straight, yeah. Yeah, 
Well, I mean, maybe like, not because Spurs they lost to Spurs once. Yeah, but I mean, they they would have had the chance. LeBron. So in the West, he would have had a chance. Yes, to go, he probably wouldn't went. He would have went to seven straight conference finals. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I, I just I don't understand LeBron um, hate. Here's my thing with the LeBron stuff. You don't gotta like him, but we call just. Yeah, Sammy hates this joke. We call Sammy the LeBron bodyguard over here. I'm not a LeBron bodyguard at all, though. That's one thing. I literally do this for other players, too, if they're good enough. Um, that's why I don't like this. I don't like when people say LeBron bodyguard. I'm not bodyguarding anybody. I'm telling you facts and statistics. Um, if I tell you facts and statistics about Tom Brady. That doesn't mean I'm his bodyguard. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm Tom Brady's bodyguard. No, you're not. I mean, we're not anyone's bodyguard. We're just We're just saying stats. LeBron's been to seven straight finals. Like, I don't care if you're in the West or East or in Africa. You're in seven straight finals. Mm-hmm. It, you're, KD's not better than LeBron. Like, there's oh, no... And regardless of what side he was on, I don't care. He's been to seven straight finals. I, I can't even... He's. It's so obvious that he's been the best player for the last 10 years and still is. I mean, yeah. you, NBA GMs, okay? What, if, you wanna, if you think I'm not that smart, you know who's smarter than me? Who's that? An NBA GM, correct? <laughs> well... Yes. With some, with some of the signings that they no, they're that. smarter than us. You know who's know. William? You know who's smarter than both of us? NBA GMs. And you know what they voted this year? Who's going to be the MVP of the league? LeBron James. LeBron James. And why? Not because they may not maybe because they think that he actually will go for the MVP, but why? Because, because he's the, he's best, the best, player. best player in the NBA. So if you want to argue with me all day, you can. If you want to argue with NBA GMs, that's your choice. But even they think he's still the best player in the NBA. Yeah. And William said, I said this yesterday, uh, the commissioner is not going to do, not going to go with a uh, best 16 team playoff until LeBron retires. Katie went to the Warriors and they lost uh, six players. So it's not the same team. I don't think they're ever going to do the 16, to be honest. I have a feeling they're not. I heard something on Brian Windhurst say this. Mm-hmm. He's like, the owners will never agree to that because... Because it gives them a competitive disadvantage. Yes, and the flight schedules, and like some years the West. As much as people want to talk about the fucking East, some years the West has been bad. Also, I mean, when LeBron was young playing against those Boston teams, even during his Miami times against the Pacers and Boston's team, the East wasn't that bad. It comes and goes. Sometimes there's going to be years where the West is bad. There's going to be years where the East are bad throughout yeah. time, and teams don't want to. Teams would love to take advantage of that during those times. Right. Like the East doesn't want the owners of a the I, owners of an East team don't want all Western Conference teams to make I, the playoffs. I, I just don't think it's it'll work out. It wouldn't work out in general because if you think about it, really, so you Eastern Conference teams play each other four times a year, and they play the Western Conference two. So what are you gonna make it three and three? The schedule gets all messed up, and now travel. Oh. Yeah, Los Angeles Clippers are playing the Miami Heat in round one. You know the travel schedule for that, how messed up that would be? I mean, there's so many different factors that I just don't think it would work out. Yeah, I mean, they could do five-game series in the first round to kind of help shorten those. Yeah, you could, but... There's, it, they could make it work. It'd just be very difficult. I just think it's more about the fact that there's... Teams in the East that they want to see in the playoffs, even if they have worse records, there's owners in the East that won't vote for the possibility of not making the playoffs unless you're a top 16 record. Um, 
Rex said they don't want a home series on TV in Utah when it could be in New York either. Money, money, money. That's true too. Yeah. I mean, they'd rather have a 41 and 41 Knicks sneak in than be like, oh, but the Utah is the nine seed in the West at 50 wins. Let's throw Utah in there. Like, uh, exactly. no, let's keep the Knicks in there. That's a lot yeah. better. <laughs> I mean, the NBA has been the rise of the NBA the last few seasons has been so big. And it's crazy because if you want to really look at it, the Lakers have been down, the um, Knicks have been down, and the Sixers have been down. Three huge TV markets have been down, and the NBA has still grown immensely. I, I agree. Um, Sweet Cece on Periscope said, hey guys, good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Should I use Matt Ryan or Cam Newton for my fantasy football league? Cam Newton's going against the Eagles, Matt Ryan's against the Dolphins. Both good defenses. I I feel a resurgence from the Dolphins D this week coming, but I'd go with Cam Newton. I think I'd go with um, Matt Ryan. I'd go with Cam. I think Cam Newton is going to play really well today and shock the Eagles. I feel it coming. It would be a shock. I mean, there's three, three and point. point favorites. Yes, but. I feel like the whole season, it's kind of been like, are the Panthers that good? Yeah, well, no, they are, though. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Um, Queen Kira said, uh, East has always been a cakewalk for Bron Bron. It hasn't always been a cakewalk. I mean, actually, early in his career, too. Yeah. What? It's been a cakewalk the last like, few seasons. Last, like, three or four, yeah. yeah. But before that, I mean, he's had some serious competition. Um she said, NBA GM's name, not Billy King. Hashtag my net to the frowny face. That's hey, fair. Billy, how's Billy King still the GM of the Nets? I don't know. That's a good point. Not doing well. And East equals the least, least of the East. Actually, let me explain something to people, though, about last year. For example, the Warriors, what they had to face. Okay, like here's Sammy again. They had to face the Portland Trailblazer missing. The only reason the Blazers made the playoffs is because when they signed – Yusuf, all of a sudden they went on like a 20 and 10 streak and made the playoffs. He was out, right? And this is not a shame to the Warriors because they were better than Cleveland, obviously. They beat him in the finals. That's yeah. not the point. But we're talking about cakewalks, right? Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they had to play the start the Utah Jazz missing their their starting point guard, okay? And then they had to play the Spurs, who were up by 20 until Kawhi Leonard hurt his ankle in the first game. And then blew him out the rest of the series. And Kawhi Leonard was out. True. And then they played the Cavs, who were healthy, and they beat their ass. But we're talking about cakewalks. The Warriors got some serious luck. They played no fully healthy teams last year. And I'm not saying the Cavs played much better. They played a Boston team without Isaiah Thomas, right? right. But it, people, I, I think people like to just say, oh, it's LeBron, and then just find any words to be like, Ah, like it didn't work or it was so easy. Ah, he's not that good, but it's like, no, he's pretty damn good. And it's not like other team. Everyone wants to talk about how hard the West was last year. Okay. I get the teams were good, but then you really look at like, okay, what would have Cleveland done against Portland without Yusuf and then Utah without, uh, Utah without their starting point guard. And then the Spurs without Kawhi yeah. Cleveland probably would have been 16 and 0 or 15 and one also. Right. Probably. Well, I mean, I mean, what they, would, they, I mean, they swept through the East too. 
No, they went fifteen and one. Okay. But like, what would wouldn't you wouldn't you probably see them do the same exact thing the Warriors yeah. did in the West? Yeah. So that's where it's people just want to make it a bigger uh, thing, a bigger deal than it needs to be. William King said, "Okay, so if LeBron does, if LeBron goes to ten straight finals, he's three and ten. That's is that good or bad? The East hasn't been good since Jordan left. The West teams killing each other, while the East teams resting. Well, actually, also in the West, the Clippers were injured a lot during the playoffs last year. The Rockets were had one player on the team, James Harden, who chokes in the playoffs, and I." Nah, you don't like James Harden. It has nothing to do with this. No, no. Uh, it's just that, God, James Harden. Like, I, I'm so mad at myself because I bought in so hard and then he just died in the playoffs. Yeah, but where was the where was the West so, like, rough and tough last year in the playoffs? Like, no, William King said they were yeah, beating yeah. up on each other last year. They had James Harden, who couldn't – I mean, they lost by 20 to the Spurs without Kawhi Leonard playing, yeah. right? Yeah. Chris Paul and whoever, who was the other guy? Chris Paul and uh, Blake Griffin got hurt. Yeah. Okay. Utah Jazz lost a player. Portland lost a player. Who else was in the playoffs? Oklahoma City, yeah. who was Russell Westbrook and lost to James Harden. Russell Westbrook and Co. Yeah, and James Harden and Co. Um, yeah, so I'm like, it, it's, they were both, they both had cakewalks last year. Yeah, but then, I mean, it, just historically, though, you can't you have to you can't argue that the East has been worse than the West. It's pretty simple. Historically, in the last during LeBron's career, yes, but if if you win in the finals, right? Or like, what's the difference? Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think there's a no way my Nets wouldn't vote for one through sixteen playoff teams. Yeah, that's exactly. We need to end our two-year playoff drought sooner than later. Keith Hubbard said, "Nice post. Please post this often." Where where did you see this post, Keith? What's the job mean? That's <laughs> cool. Cool. Keith, uh, uh, like our page. We do this every, every day. day. Um, and then Queen Care said, "LeBron is great, no doubt. Not hating. I know." What's up, Keith? How you doing, Keith? Everyone say hi to Keith. Say hello, Keith. <laughs> All right. Um, Sounds like what's I, next? Like, sounds like I'm in the movies with alcohol anonymous. This is Keith. And say hello. Say hi, Keith. Hi, Keith. Hi, Keith. Keith. <laughs> hey, and then William King said, "KD is greater. He's not. He, like, let's just be real. Talk to me when KD has gone to the final seven straight years and has three rings. Because <coughs> he don't. No, he doesn't. What are we talking about tonight? Uh, yeah, let's talk about tonight. So the Panthers are playing the Eagles. Eagles are plus three and a half at the Panthers tonight. Thoughts on the game, Sammy? Thoughts on the game. Um, are these okay? Here's my first question. Before you give me thoughts, I mean, we will precede it with this question: Are these the two best teams in the NFC? Possibly. That's how I feel too. Uh, I, I'm a little, I'm a little hesitant on both. Because I think the Eagles could also lose a couple games within that division. I mean, mm-hmm. they could lose to the Redskins, uh, you know, on a, in a tough game. They could, of course, they could lose to a team like Dallas Cowboys when they face the Cowboys. They could lose to a team like the New York Giants, as bad as you know they've had a start to the season. Giants Absolutely. are the type of team with a good, talented defense, and can you know they could probably still win a couple games. So I'm a little hesitant on the Eagles, even though I think they're going to make the playoffs with this. 
good start to the year. They'll probably make the playoffs. And I'm also hesitant with the Panthers. I mean, they started off the year with a couple slow start wins. I don't know how to explain. You know what I mean, though? But like a couple wins that were they really had to like edge it out, which is right. a good thing for a team because it shows they were ugly wins. Ugly wins. Yeah, and but they've they've slowly proved, at least to me, that I mean they they Cam Newton I saw is throwing deep at a high rate a higher rate than he ever has and at a higher accuracy than he ever has. Yep. And I think that's big. I mean, and he's sliding this year, so his runs are only about four yards per per run. So he's actually sliding, getting down, avoiding the hits. Um I, I thought all along I thought Tampa would win that division, but I think it's looking like it might be the Panthers, yeah. followed by maybe even the Falcons and right. Tampa th- like third. dying there in third just with the yeah. eight and eight season. Well it's hard it's really hard to tell right now. I mean Regals remember Tampa who I picked to win earlier. <laughs> now I, I, I if I was to re you know, pick it I'd probably say the Panthers. But to credit both this team, like Tampa hasn't played the Panthers yet once, nor have they played the Falcons yet once or the Saints once. And I don't think this division has really played amongst themselves that much yet in general. So this division is still pretty much wide open just because the teams haven't played each other. So that that really takes a big factor out of it. But that defense with Luke Keekley is really good. As long as Luke Keekley stays healthy, which he's had trouble doing in his career, this team is going to win games. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been the biggest thing. They've, they've stayed healthy. Um, I, I think the real deal though, I mean, I didn't, I genuinely didn't think so the Me whole too. year, but I think that the real deal, obviously tonight is going to show me a lot. I mean, this is going to show you a lot about either team. If it's a sloppy game, maybe both teams just are a little sloppy and it's going to be up and down. They're both good, but not great. If one team blows out the other, it show me a lot. Um, I, I do see the Panthers coming out tonight. It's one of those games. I, I'm not gonna bet on this game because, you know what? At three and a half, I like the Eagles a lot. If it was like three, I wouldn't care for it. But KGC is just being a field goal game. I think it's yes, but big. that's why I don't want to bet on it because I think either team can win by field goal, and it's just one of those. It's one of those just iffy games. It, like either team could win by field goal or a touchdown or a sloppy last like minute score can put it out of hand. It's one of those games that I don't find. I don't find it. It's going to be a blowout, and so it kind of it kind of makes me sway away from it because I'm kind of hesitant. Yeah, I, I find that half a point tantalizing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're betting on it. No, Possibly. you're not going to. I already know. So my point is, it's one of those games that I, I, I just think I think the Panthers are all I all around a better football team when they're healthy mm-hmm. because of that defense. Um, so I think the Panthers are going to come out and win today. Yeah, I like the Eagles today. I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. I love how they're playing. Their defense is great. They have the best offensive line maybe in all of football. But is is um, Lane Johnson playing tonight or not? Yeah, I know he's uh, on the injured uh, list. If he's not playing, that changes a lot of things. That's how I feel about the game. He's out. He's out. Officially, yes. And Fletcher Cox is questionable. And Fletcher Cox is questionable. And those are probably their two best players on the whole entire team. 
Fletcher Cox is the best player on their defense, and Lane Johnson is the best offensive lineman maybe in all football. So if those two guys are out, that changes a lot. So you change your mind now? If Cox plays, I like the Eagles. If Cox doesn't play, I like the Panthers. All right. I like the Panthers regardless. I'm going to go with the Panthers. Um, I just think – I also don't know yet. I mean, Wentz is a young quarterback. Let's see how he plays on the – this is a big stage tonight. I yeah. mean, Thursday Night Football has become – I know – Almost better than Monday Night Football. Well, you've been a classic complainer about Thursday Night Football. I have because it's, I mean, the quality isn't as good. The teams are never as prepared. I mean, Bucks Patriots were a good game, at least. The 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 49ers Rams was a good game. Yeah. They're good games, but I just think the quality of football. I'm talking about for the players. You know what I'd rather watch? I'd rather watch a bad quality close game than a great quality blowout. Absolutely, yeah, but I mean, you can't say that it's good for the football players to be playing on that quick. I feel like there should be a bye week before it, and these guys would be more prepared. I mean, if you play Sunday, Monday is a recovery day. Tuesday, you're at the facility practicing. Wednesday, you're flying out. Thursday, you're playing. It's just the team in the game plan is never as crisp as it is on Sunday. No, I believe that. Yeah. I just don't care because it's more football for me. Yeah. Oh, you I know. Mean, selfishly, I don't care. Yeah, I don't. I really could care less because it's more football. If they play bad next week, they play bad the next week. I think the the, the schedule for Thursday night's definitely improved this year, and we have a game like this. It's a big stage. Great. I mean, that's two weeks in a row from Thursday night football. I'm telling you, the next five weeks is good as long as there's like not injured quarterbacks on these teams. Yeah, I don't know what the next games are, but yeah, um, but great. I mean, this is a game. I mean, Eagles, Panthers. Well, this might be the best game of the whole weekend. I gotta go through the schedule to yeah. give you that answer, but this is a <laughs> yeah. great game. Um, I I I just want to see how Carson Wentz plays. It's a big stage. I mean, I consider this a pretty big stage. You're playing against the other team in the like probably considered right now the two top, like them in Green Bay. I mean, Green Bay is not Green an all-around Bay, yeah. team, but Green Bay has the same record. Yeah. But like two, these are probably the best two all-around teams considered like defense offensive defense like inside out um here's a question in that fc so i it's one of those games i'm really excited to see what happens okay here's a question for you who would you rather have going forward from today carson wentz cam newton or cam newton cam newton we know what cam newton is right now uh carson wentz is as much i could be excited about how he's looked obviously it, there's the longevity thing, but you have a 24-year-old Carson Wentz that we're not – or 25, 24, 25-year-old Carson Wentz is that we're not – Is he that age already? Yeah. 24, 25-year-old Carson Wentz that we might not know 100% how high level he can be. 24, yeah. Yeah, how high level he can be. I know he can be a high level, but Cam Newton at least, I can probably for the next four or five years have somebody that might be near an MVP level. Um just in that mindset, I do that. Now, if I'm a rebuilding team, sure, of course, I'll take Carson Wentz. But okay, if yeah. I'm like a Super Bowl contender today, I'd probably take Cam Newton. Just I'd probably take Carson Wentz personally. And a Super Bowl contender. Well, for one year. I'm, t- I'm talking about like if I'm starting a franchise today and if there's a draft. and I. Uh, that's a different story. If no, I'm starting I'm a franchise, I'm, I'm rebuilding. I'm not a Super Bowl contender. I'm saying it, going forward from today. Okay, well then I'll take the young guy, sure. But yeah. that's like, I mean, no, yeah, that was my question. No, because if I had one year, like, I'm, if like the Seahawks said Russell Wilson's injured this year, we have one year. I'm, I'll take Cam Newton for that one year. Yeah, me too. But yeah. I, I said going forward, who would you rather have to build your team around? 
That's a weird. That's like saying Tom Brady or Carson Wentz. Cause it's like you know Cam Newton's five, six years older. Well, it's, I mean Cam Newton probably has another what seven, eight years. Maybe, but he's a different player because he's a running quarterback. He runs yeah, too. Yeah, he's a different player. But I mean, like, I, I don't like those questions when it comes to a 30-year-old compared to a 24-year-old because it's like, okay, sure, if I'm building, of course I'm going to take the 24-year-old. Right. Right? I mean, that's literally like being like, well, Cam I, Newton or Tom Brady right now to build your team? Like, well, Cam Newton. Cause yeah, well, Cam Newton is 28, so four years. Four years when's he yeah. turn 29? I'm pretty sure it's soon. May 11th. So he's 28 this whole season. 28 and a half, yeah. Yeah, and I think Carson Wentz is 24 the whole season. So exactly four years. Cause Five or four, yeah. Yeah, because Cam Newton only played one year of college football. So he came into the He played a year of junior college, too. Yeah, so he, so he came into the league at 21. Yes, but that's but my point is I don't like comparing it when we're talking. Even a four-year difference, that's a lot of football, a lot of hits. Yeah, well, especially the way Cam Newton plays. Yeah, so I, I don't. Necessarily like okay. Here I'll give it to you. But if I had one year, I'd take Cam Newton. Yeah, me because too. I agree. How about if it's next five years? Like, do you think do you think Carson Wentz can ever reach the level of Cam Newton did when he won? The I don't MVP? think Carson Wentz is going to be an MVP winning that, that, yeah, that or was... MVP winning quarterback, but I think he might be more of a consistent quarterback. Like week he might to not, week, yeah, yeah. Like Cam Newton's a big true. number MVP flashy quarterback. I think Carson Wentz would be more of a. Like, I take big hits sometimes. I make the right throws. I win games quarterback. And so, I don't think I'll ever be MVP level, but that doesn't mean he won't necessarily be better. That's a great way to skate that. Like, Russell Westbrook won the MVP, right? But that doesn't necessarily make him better than a lot of players that never won an MVP. Russell Westbrook and Cam Newton are very similar. 150% similar. Yeah. The same person. Um, Queen Kira Clark said hi Keith with the waving hands Keith Overton now said Panthers the best in the NFC South in my opinion yeah. I agree with that right now they are yeah they are William King said who's the MVP of the NFL right now Alex Smith yep and I think that will not last uh, I, I'm not saying you want to continue to have a good season not what I'm saying but I think it's Kareem Hunt actually more than Alex Smith possibly because that run game is kind of what's been opening up the possibility right, for you know, Alex Smith. Like not maybe that's your MVP. You know, if they if they voted the MVP right now, I don't think Kareem Hunt would win it. I don't know I about that. It was kind of like a almost like a Ezekiel Elliott position last year. I mean, Kareem Hunt I think is leading the league in rushing right now. That's an yeah. MVP quality. Yeah, yeah, true. So I just think Alex. I'll go Alex Smith, and it's not going to last. I think Aaron Rodgers is putting together that. The season that he's I mean, I predicted before the season that Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I would said win. Tom Brady, and I think it, I think you're going to end up being right with Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Yeah, I, I I think it I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers to end the year, but um, I would say Kareem Hunt right now. All right, is the is the my MVP right now so far? Kyle he's Wagner of the year for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's obvious. <laughs> that's pretty. Hi guys, going to hang out with Joe Montana later. Who who said that? Kyle Wagner. Why hey, are you Kyle. hanging out with Joe Montana? I have a. My dad met Joe Montana. Our, our dad met Joe Montana once. We have a signed picture. My dad's been Can you a lot tell of Joe Montana about us and let's get him on the show? Yeah. Thanks, thanks Kyle. Thanks. Appreciate it. Keith said Aaron Rodgers MVP of the season so far. He's carried that team to on his back. Yeah, I mean the he they are definitely not that good of a team. They have no run game. He's he he's literally carried them over the the hump every single game. One hundred percent. And Omar agrees with me, George. Hunt over Smith. Fair enough. 
I just don't think I think none of them will end up winning the MVP. I think Rodgers will end up being the MVP of the league. Unless I mean, if they go like if the Chiefs go fourteen and two and Cream Hunts in the league and rushing or Aaron, or Alex Smith leads the league and like in passing yards, you just they used a first round pick on a quarterback in Patrick Mahomes, right? And Alex Smith is playing like this. Let's say they continues throughout the whole season, and Alex Smith some they don't win the Super Bowl. Let's just say they Alex Smith leads him to a first round playoff by and he finishes second in MVP voting has a very high-end season, and they win one playoff game and they lose an AFC championship game. What the hell do you do? Do you just trade the young quarterback? Do you keep him on the bench another season? Do you get rid of Alex Smith? What, what do you do? I've explained this to you like 18 times. George before the season's like, it's Mahomes time. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? I was well, like, they there's definitely... There's a reason they drafted him. Yes, the there's a reason they, they drafted... Smith couldn't... That's not why them. they drafted him. Jesus Christ. Did the, the, the Packers draft Aaron Rodgers because they thought Brett Favre was donezo? No, but okay. If you're going to compare Alex Smith to Brett Favre, that's, that's not no, nice. No, this is... No. First of all, Alex Smith has gotten to the playoffs multiple years in a row. Alex right. Smith is an extremely high-end quarterback in the NFL. People don't want to consider him, He's but about, he, is. he was about the 16th to 20th best quarterback in the NFL last year. That's just that's just rude. He's not. He's actually an extremely consistent high-end quarterback. He's about this was about the 16th to 20th best quarterback in the NFL. All right, I, about, there's about. no point in even talking about this. There's, I, this is a dumb conversation. Well, well, they obviously didn't draft him to replace Alex Smith this year. You were, this, you, this year. You, know, you guaranteed me on this show. I guarantee you, Mahomes starts by week six. And I said, George, uh, uh, go find it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, you whoa. said this on the show. We got a I huge argument on the show. This was preseason. You're like, I never He's so said sick. this. You did on the show. Weeks, I think it was week one preseason. You're like, that's why they drafted him. Like, they're done with Alex Smith. And I told you, that's they what, probably I, I thought, have three years left to Alex Smith, and they wanted to get a quarterback that can actually grow behind him because Andy Reid's an actual smart coach. He's not a coach that allows like teams to just flank out with bad quarterbacks. Hey, you're probably right, but I mean, how long do you keep a young quarterback on? Well, I guess look at the Patriots. Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo. yeah, like yeah. only smart teams have done this in 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 the history, um, and that's what that's only smart teams have done that, and it's worked out for those smart teams. Right. So why yeah. would Andy Reid not do that himself? Um, Keith Evans said Aaron Rodgers MVP of the season so far. He's carried that team on. His, oh, I wrote that. Yeah. And he said they are Rodgers dependent. They really are. They are so. I mean, there's no team dependent on one player more than the Packers are on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, not even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, Omar said Rodgers will MVP, just like LeBron in the NBA. And o- Williams said, Omar, you can't sit games and win MVP. And well, then I think nobody in the NBA can win MVP, except for yeah. James Harden doesn't sit games. And Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook didn't Westbrook. last year because he was on chasing the- a fake triple double. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what's his name? Uh, uh, Steven Adams this year is going to just be like, I- I'm getting my 10 rebounds a game. I'm yeah. not giving them to you, Russ. I forget you. Yeah, I mean, William, with that theory, then Curry can't win it. KD can't. Kawhi can't. LeBron can't. I can't. Kyrie, maybe Kyrie Irving. He might not say games. Kyrie Irving is a dark horse MVP candidate right now. Yeah, I mean, they everybody sits games now except for a couple young guys. James Harden doesn't. He doesn't like to. He said yeah. that. Um, I don't think you should sit games. That's my my. You get paid to play and play. You know what I think? I think you get paid – Unless it's an injury, like that's different. I think if you see games, you shouldn't get that paycheck well, p- for the game. Players say it's like a oh, tight hamstring. That's what I, I, 
I don't know. It's like, okay, but is it really? I mean, you know which ones are type hamstring games and which ones are. Oh, it's a back-to-back in Milwaukee tonight. Yeah, but I don't blame them. Actually, I do the same exact fucking thing. I don't blame them. I just, I, I think if you sit like a home game, like let's say LeBron James sits out a Wednesday night when Charlotte's in town in Cleveland. Yeah. Okay. But when LeBron James has one trip a year to I disagree. Portland. Already. We, I know they, why, the I players know have talked about this. They'd rather play for their home crowds. Right. But LeBron, that's what he'd rather do. But you have to understand the impact. Because you're an entertainer. Like, let's, this is how I look at it. And I, I might be absolutely wrong. But I'm an, if I'm LeBron James, I'm an entertainer. I'm a headline show. I'm like a traveling circus almost in a way, you know? Because I am the marquee name in the M- NBA. And I'm a road show. So when I go to Portland, I have one trip a year to Portland. And I feel like I owe it to the NBA and to the fan bases of the NBA to showcase my talents. Because some people have bought tickets, you know, the year in advance just to watch me play my one time in Portland. That's how I look at it. And that's more of a like emotional way of looking at it. It's not very logical. But I just feel like it's more fair... To the fans. That's, that's just my... Sure, it's fair. Life's not fair. No, no, life's not fair. Um, Omar said, Chiefs will make a big mistake getting rid of Smith. He's just like just like the 49ers. Mahomes will be a good backup QB. That's how I feel too. I mean, like the 49ers, if you asked them today if they should have ever given up Alex Smith at this point, it's no. No. Yeah, I mean, like we saw what that... like. I mean, God, man, if... Do you know Jim Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh's to blame here. Oh, because he chose Kaepernick. If he didn't, if he didn't choose Kaepernick, and then that whole thing happened, and then he didn't take a knee, and then we go through all this, we just even have nothing going on right now. And Omar feels the same way you do. He said, "I paid money to watch you play, so you better play if you ain't hurt." Yeah, I mean, because no one's going to the like Cleveland Cavaliers game. No one's not no one. I'm sure there's a kid out there in let's say Utah. Who's like, I'm a huge J.R. Smith fan. I can't wait till Cleveland Cavaliers come to watch J.R. Smith. The majority of the people in Utah are buying that ticket before the game saying, I'm paying triple the mu- value of the ticket. Because that's what they're doing. They're going on StubHub and paying for a $40 ticket, $250, because LeBron James is in town. And then LeBron James is like, oh, I, I don't want to play. The fuck you, LeBron. And I really don't care. I'm not an emotional. I, I'm not, I don't get emotional over their decisions because I would do the same thing because I'm a millionaire and I would rather be fresh for the playoffs. I would do the same exact shit. So I can't complain about it. I know. I know you can't. But I mean, we're, we don't even have a team here. But if I, if you paid three hundred bucks today for, on StubHub, I shouldn't have paid three hundred bucks. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> don't pay three hundred bucks to go watch other people play. Go sit on your couch. Yeah. Well, that's something I'll agree with too. Um, Sweet TZ said, can you guys come up with a QB top 10 list, not including the two years of rookies? I'm curious. Without including the what? Not including two years of rookies. Two years of rookies. Like the like the sophomores. Oh, uh, okay. Brady, Rodgers, Wilson, Luck, um, Stafford, Ryan. This is no order, by the way. This is no order, yeah. Stafford, Ryan. Rodgers? Rodgers is the first one I said. I said Brady uh, Rogers, Wilson Luck, Stafford Ryan, Smith, Alex Smith. Yuck. And look at a yuck. He beat your Tom Brady. Carson Wentz is a rookie. Breeze. 
right? We'll come up with we'll one. Come up with one. Uh, next next you show. <laughs> Thank you, Keith. Next show. Next show we'll do one. We'll try to make one. Um, it'd be something like a Cam Newton, Brady, Rogers, Breeze, Stafford, Smith, Ryan, Wilson, Luck. I know we said no second year ones. There's some good second year ones that. I don't know who I'd go after that. That'd be tough. I don't know. I got to think about this. And I don't Josh even know. McCown. Luck barely makes my list right now. But that's only because he's not playing right now, I think. If he was playing right now, like today, it'd probably be a different story. Right. But you just look at and you don't have the two-year guys. I know. That, that made it hard. Because like right now, I would maybe put Wentz on the list, maybe. No, not yet. Come on. I mean, this season once has been unbelievable. It's been, and it's been five games, like you said about Alex Smith. It's been five games. Yeah, but I, I put, I'll put, I'll put Smith this year in it. I say that my MVP so far this season. She said, "LOL." <laughs> we're gonna, a, we're gonna get there. Good question, though. Yeah, it's a good question. I'll make a list. I'll make a list this week. Anyways. All right. Anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, quick prediction tonight. I got the Eagles winning twenty-seven, twenty-four. I don't like doing score predictions too much, so I I, I have um I have the Panthers. All right. Um, well, no score, zero-zero so. Panthers. <laughs> one nothing Panthers tonight. Two nothing. There'll be a way to get one, maybe. You never know. You never know. Well, that being said, we, uh, we've been coming at you live and direct from the Sun Live Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for watching today on Facebook.com slash Live or on Periscope at our personal Periscopes at G Jarjour and at Jarjour Sammy. Uh, feel free to follow us on Twitter and uh, Instagram down here, G Jarjour, Jarjour Sammy. Uh, stay updated with us. We got we got two two more shows today. Georgia's show at 1030, a.k.a. in an hour, and then my show in two and a half hours uh, at noon Pacific time. Um William King said it's the end of the year and your team has made the playoffs. Then I get resting for the playoffs. The man LeBron sit once during the first 10 games last year. Okay, that's a good theory, though, really quick. Keith saying, like, or William just said, like, sit if you've, your team's made the playoffs and it's yeah. the last 10 games of the season. Don't sit in the beginning of the year. Exactly. That's a good one. I like that, William. But that being said, uh, follow us on online like the page if you haven't share this video whenever you can and follow us on itunes if you missed the show you can hear our audio after the show every single day on itunes or on soundcloud just type in sant live this was episode 219 we'll be back with 220 in an hour thank you to the best facebook family and periscope family out there we love y'all and stay cool america peace You can get any hot beverage for $1 with the 7-Eleven app. Wait, any hot beverage? Any hot beverage you want for just $1. Even a pumpkin spice latte? <sighs> Even a pumpkin spice latte. But are you judging me because I'm a man who PSLs? Mostly I'm judging you because you're rooting for the other team. But also because you can get any hot beverage at any size for $1 with your 7-Eleven app and you only get a pumpkin spice latte. Hey man, I like what I like. 7-Eleven, be game day ready. Plus tax where applicable. Valid at participating locations.